And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. Hello, sister. Hi. Welcome to the Honestly Helen podcast season three. It's welcome back, but thank you. First of all, I was getting to that. If you would have just let me continue with my speech, I had a whole thing going on. See, what, <laughs> see, you see how you just, okay, bro. Yes. Welcome back. How does it feel to be a, a regular guest? I guess that's what you are. It feels expected. <laughs> like I should be on episode one of every season, but we'll see how that goes. You are on it. Oh, no, you won't be episode one, but I think it's good that you towards the end, you save the best for last. That's how you want to tell the people. Okay. That's what I've been telling people, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, I'll take it. So, girl, do you have any new stories of how I know you? Mm, no. I'm trying no, to talk in my head. Oh, you remember when that bird flew in the house? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the story I remember vaguely but your memory better than mine I don't remember the story I just know the front door was always open as usual um and the bird flew in and mama had a damn fit but I don't (laughs) I don't remember how what why I don't know I don't (laughs) yeah no that's that's basically what I remember too I remember it was dusk though it was like not fully nighttime but about to be nighttime so I want to say like six or seven at maybe seven going on eight and yeah my mom always kept our front door open because you know we don't we ain't run ac baby we was tight on the money (laughs) so we had the door open for some air and this motherfucking bird just flew in and to this day i don't know if it was somebody pet this stray bird but it was a little bird but when that said that bitch was flying (laughs) that bird was flying and he only did rotations around our couch and we had a sectional and so my mom was running around in the sectional and it was chaotic for like 10 minutes. Sorry. I don't know who was more scared, the bird or mama. It was hilarious. But that it, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I thought that was that was that was funny. That was a good time. Good Very time. traumatic for both. <laughs> Girl, I like traumatic. It was, you know. I mean for the bird and for mama, yeah, it was. For the bird for sure. For mama. Oh, she was traumatized. <laughs> She was traumatized by that damn bird. I guess. I guess. Her birthday's coming up in August. Oh, it is. That's a couple months. Too early. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got to do something for that. But uh, yeah, we have Priscilla, my sister, for those of you who maybe are just now joining or and haven't listened to the episodes, you should, one, go listen to those. But two, Priscilla is my younger sister. We're a year apart. And um. I really don't got to say too much about her because you'll get to know her through our conversation because she is who she is. I'm is who I'm is. And that's just how that be working. Is it called Irish twins? What does that mean? I think somebody said that before. I think it's Irish twins. When we're, when we're the um, year apart. Months apart. Yeah. Because we're 13. that close in age. I think it's called Irish twins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We're 13 months apart. My mom, uh, fun, oh, side fun fact. I was born in January. I'm a middle, no, 
I'm not the middle child. Am I? I guess I am the middle child, kind of. Yeah. I was born in January. Priscilla's the youngest. She was born in February. My brother's the oldest, and he was born in March. So uh, timeline, my mom was consistent with when, you know, she liked to get the <laughs> So kudos to her. But we was always broke for uh, a long period of time because <laughs> birthdays. All right, sister. This topic, but um, it, it's around stereotypes and boxes and, and labels. Labels is, the, is the, the word I gave you. So to start us off, I have a question for you. Why is repre- representation important? Excuse me. Uh, like physical representation or? Representation in general. Like re- why is it good for people to see people like them in the media, around them, representation? Um, I would say it's important because it inspires people. It motivates people. Um, Coming from a standpoint when you are um, wanting to try something new for the first time and you are doubting yourself because you're always uncomfortable to start something new. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you go and watch a video of someone doing this same project, task, hobby, or whatever it is that you want to do, it motivates you seeing someone, oh, she's also a woman in boxing, for example, like something not common, like you think men boxing, which also goes with labels. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But yeah, so it gives them the courage, motivation, um, just to go step out of limb, do it, try it. If someone else is doing it, you can do it too. I love that motivational speaker, Priscilla. Good job. <laughs> I would, I really don't got nothing else to add to that. I, I say I 100% mimic that. And I, I guess it's, it's even more important in today's society because social media is so influential mm-hmm. that it is easy to get to, to feel discouraged when you're seeing the same thing and you don't fit into that mold. So going along those paths, another question, why do you think it's important to see diversity that doesn't represent you, different from you? To shine the light on other people doing the same thing, um, not just to give all the glory to the same uh, race, gender, however you want to identify that aspect, Um, but say like, for example, children's um, children's books, children's movies, Disney. Um, when kids watch Disney, they don't point it out because they don't really see that it's it's taught rather than seen that way as a kid. But when you look back and you think about before Princess Tiana came out, all the Disney princesses were white. Right. All of the cartoons were white characters. And um, kids don't see it when they're when they're kids, but looking back on it, you start to see it when they first came out with the uh, Princess Tiana. You're like, oh, as a kid, you'll never see something like that. But as an adult, it's like, wow, that was what we went through, what we witnessed, but we didn't call it out. So to see diversity, diversity um, recognizes that more than one person can be big in media, um, more than one type of person, color of person, 
can be recognized and give the hope for other people that maybe one day they can be in that same spotlight. Okay. Okay. I, I, I see where you was going with that. Um, I see where you was going. I will say that it's important to see things that are different because it broadens your perspective. And for example, we were raised in Jacksonville, Florida. If you do not get out of that particular city, you will think that's all there is to the world. You'll think that everybody thinks this way. Everybody wants to do the same things that this, uh, the mentality that you experience is normal until you go to different cities, until you start traveling internationally, until you meet people that are different from you. You don't know that the world is huge. Like, I mean, it's so funny because they say the world is so small. It is, and it's massive at the same time. Does that make sense? Not the world is small, but massive, but. Yes, all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, exactly, exactly. Now, with all that, that was a great uh, foundation for this conversation. And I want to talk about it because there's been a few times growing up, and I, I've said this, I don't know what on which recording or episode or season that we had this conversation on, but growing up, Priscilla was always labeled mean and I was always labeled friendly. And what I think is so interesting about words and these labels to what Priscilla actually already said is as we get older, you start to become aware of the ignorance in those labels and how you think because quote unquote, somebody is um, direct, not quote unquote, because you think someone, because someone is direct, because someone speaks their mind, because someone doesn't conform to somebody's society, conform to what society wants them to, you label them as mean. And then when you get older, you start to appreciate those type of qualities in a person and you don't label them as mean anymore. And you're like, oh, actually, I kind of like that. I want to be like that. And so what's crazy is that the power of words are so powerful, but then the power of age, which is what we call wisdom, is even greater. So it's like hindsight is 2020. So what do you think is the in your mind, like what how do you see labels, stereotypes, the 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 flow of this conversation? How do you feel like this plays a factor in how we go about being adults in America? Like how does that play in our development as American citizens? Oh, I think it's a hundred percent normal. Um, a hundred percent, how do I phrase this? Um, it's ingrained in everybody. Um, it's a go-to. Everyone wants to attach a word to something they see, hear, or feel. Um, so it's, it's automatic. Um, when you see something, you're like, Ooh, that's pretty. Ooh, I don't like that. You know, it's everybody wants their opinion to be heard. Um, whether it's going to change something or not, everybody wants their opinion to be heard. And that's where I think where labels come from and um, wanting to voice that so someone else can either agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, having that open dialogue. Um, I, I remember I read something on Facebook, um, five second rule or something. Um, if you can't, if you tell somebody something and they can't fix it in five seconds, don't say it at all. Oh, yeah. I've heard them. I've heard them. <laughs> um, so it, it comes to those labels where um, when you call out somebody or you you just you want to avoid something, it's like if that's who that person is, how they operate, either you like it or you don't. If you can't fix it, they can't fix it. Just keep it moving. 
Um, because you telling me I'm mean is going to do what? It's like, okay, that's your opinion. Either we're going to continue our interactions or we not. So I guess people prefer to voice that opinion before they take action or don't take action. But having that opinion and saying it, I don't know if it changes their perspective, like, or how that works, but yeah, you said a lot, a lot to unpack. Very good shit. Good shit. Good, <laughs> shit. good stuff. Good stuff. First thing I will say, um, I'm going to kind of divide this in the pros and cons of labels. A pro that you mentioned is that it allows us to relate to one another. And I do say there are labels, there are stereotypes that do allow us to create bonds, to create relationships, because you do relate to other people. You do say, oh, yeah, we both like um, R&B, so we can go to R&B concerts together. Uh, We both like fast food, so we know we can probably go out to eat together. So fast food is a label. The type of food that comes with fast food, that's why that label is there. So I think labels a pro of it is that it allows us to connect. It allows us to uh, create boundaries with people. Uh, a con that you mentioned is that we jump to conclusions and we are we can be biased when we have labels, when we have stereotypes. Case in point, racial stereotypes, um, religion, religious stereotypes, personality stereotypes. When we put these labels on people and identify them a certain way, we also are putting like other connotations with that. Like, what does it mean to be mean? And usually it's negative connotation. So everything that you're saying comes with being mean is associated with me. And I don't identify with all of those things. And so that's a, that to one of your point is, would be a con. Is there another pro of having labels that you can think of stereotypes? Mm. Not that I can come back to me, come back to me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would say uh, I would say a con of labels that I see us do a lot. Now, y'all, we Americans, so I can't be talking about the whole world. I don't know if the whole world operate like this. So, yes, generalizing is bad, but go with it, okay? Go with it. For the for the most part, I think I'm right. If I'm not, free to let me know. I'm always down to be educated. But I think for the most part. A con with labels in America is that sometimes with the influence of social media, I know I love to use social media as an example, it puts people in boxes and people feel like they have, they can't get out of it. If you are a gangster, quote unquote, you can't be a painter or like to be artistic and draw flowers or um, be a chef and really love cooking and spending money on exquisite ingredients and herbs mm-hmm. versus buying, you know, big chains or something. If you're a rapper, they don't think that you can love science or like, that's not the first thing they correlate with the rapper. So sometimes when we get labeled certain things, it makes people feel like they're stuck in these boxes that they can't get out of. I agree. And then there's sub labels to it. Um, that's a good one. Um, like a common one that comes to mind when you said, when you just explained those, um, men who get pedicures. <laughs> yeah. Any man who gets a pedicure is automatically labeled a gay man. So yeah. it creates a, another label and um, some men don't care and some men do and they won't publicly uh, say they get pedicures or they won't get them at all because of those labels. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, uh, I, I'm. <laughs> we might be touching on a little, little touchy subject. Y'all know I love everybody, so we. It's honestly Helen. Helen, I, why the fuck I got a tongue twister? Like I can't talk right now. This is an honestly yeah. Helen podcast, so I'm gonna say what I got to say. I'm also starting to notice this urge America starting to develop to label things over label things are to put emphasis on labels and the best way I can say that is in the LGBTQ plus community as that community has expanded there have been a lot more uh, genders that have been identified a lot more sexualities that have been identified and publicly a lot of companies have started to change their own marketing and wording to that and this is where you get a little touchy. I must say both sides my opinion, but so I want you to weigh in afterwards. I don't um, want to participate because you're trying to get us crucified. <laughs> you're trying to get us crucified. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, first, okay, so let me put a disclaimer. I am grown as the fuck. Y'all have <laughs> listened enough to my podcast to know that I'm educated and I speak usually from a very open mindset. I'm not closed-minded. I'm always open to shit. So I'm going to speak my piece. And if you are offended by it, it's probably something within that you, that you need to think about. Because what I'm about to say shouldn't provoke you. And if it do provoke you, let's have an educated conversation about it. Because I'm down with the get down. What y'all not going to do is intimidate me and make me feel like we're not going to have this little baby size of this conversation. Priscilla, don't do that, girl. Okay? Now, now we're going to get crucified, child. Not that many people listen to me shit now. I appreciate the vote of confidence, though. Girl, look, if they get a little whiff of this, girl, they're going to blow your podcast. <laughs> right. So on one hand, 100% agree that everyone who feels a certain way, and there's a common consensus about that, having a label to identify that is comforting. It allows you to know that you have a home base, you have a community, there's a like-minded group of individuals that feel similar to you, that have the same experiences as you, identify and correlate to your thinking, blase, blase. I 100% am aligned with that. I agree with that. On the other hand, I fear that we're getting to a point that we are over-labeling so much or trying to put boxes around every single thing that people can't even say something without someone wanting to be offended, somebody wanting to be a victim, somebody, oh, you're so insensitive, or oh, you don't think about... And the LGBTQ plus community is the best example I can think of because it is the one community that has never gotten as much support as it's starting to get, and people are finally starting to realize that this, these are real people, and this is a real community, and y'all not going to act like they're not here and they don't exist. Uh, so it's a lot of learning to be done. But I feel like there needs to be balance. You know, like if you start to label every little thing, you can't crucify when someone's ignorant of that and not want to educate them or get exhausted when this is new to a lot of people. When you want to label everything, that's that's the emphasis. I feel like we we are over labeling um, or trying to even diagnose like we always trying to treat something. Now we got COVID. Now we got a whole nother disease. This and they said it was like the flu. Why couldn't we just call it flu 3.0? Why we have to call it COVID-19? You know what I'm saying? Like. Everything has to have such a minute label, and I think there needs to be a balance. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, I want your opinion on that. Um, there's definitely over-labeling, over um, and I think it's because everybody wants to feel special. 
Mm. Everybody wants the spotlight on them, but in the same sense, don't want the spotlight. I'll say this one piece and then I'll be done with it. Um, like in the LGBTQ plus community, everybody wants to be recognized and feel special by overlabeling, like you were just mentioning. But in the same breath, say we just wanted to be treated equal. It's mm-hmm. like, if you want to be treated equal, we got to stop this overlabeling and stop yeah. going to the extremes that we're going. And that's my piece. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there because I don't want to be crucified in 10 years if this blow up. <laughs> and that was a beautiful, I, I would love to dig into that, but I'm going to respect it. I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I think there's a little bit of an oxymoron Mm-hmm. in that statement but we'll leave it there since Priscilla don't want to be honestly Priscilla to that that's fine not on that topic uh-uh okay okay moving <laughs> on moving on again I think um oh not again but going back to the pros and cons a pro which is kind of to what we were just talking about with the labels is it does provide community and I do think that is really important because although we like to say we don't like racism I mean, let me let me take that back. Having cultures and knowing that you can, you are black, you are Mexican, you are Asian, you are a Taiwanese, you are white, whatever your culture is, your race is, and you identify with that, that comes with its own group of stereotypes, its own unwritten rules, its own cultures. And that being a black woman gives me a sense of culture, a sense of pride. There's things that happen in our community that I can relate with. And I'm like, yeah, ain't nothing but us. Ain't nothing but, you know what I'm saying? Our type of people. So a positive to those stereotypes is that it does create community. And when I think, you know, you foster community and you you pour love into that and you can build off of that and help one another, it really don't get much better than that, to be honest. That is true that's that's the healthy side of labels that's where we should have stopped <laughs> yeah well do you have have you thought of any positive pros or cons to labels yourself not outside of what we discussed um it's such a broad topic that my brain is not making girl I told you this um <laughs> days before and I normally don't even tell my guests days before they normally get one day or day of so okay, well, you had time girl that's cool. Okay, you well, said, you said all enough. that to be like, okay, we should have something by now. You're trying to buy me 10 seconds. I was trying to do something. <laughs> this is, I guess this can be like a, a mental exercise. Okay, anyways, when I say this thing, you're going to think about the stereotypes that come with it. Okay. When you think about those stereotypes on a scale of one to 10, how valid or how true do you think the stereotypes are in general? Again, I already said, generalization is like, listen, we don't live in America, but we're going to roll with it because we've been here for um, over 20 years to have enough experience, to see enough things, to talk to enough people, to have a say-so on this topic, okay? Thank y'all. You understand? Okay, first one. Race, black and whites, on a scale of one to 10, how valid when you think of the stereotypes of white people and the stereotypes we have of black people. How valid do you think they are? Says six or seven, six and a half. Okay. So specific to black and white, you'll say a six and a half stereotypes are valid. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in general, when we think about some of the race, racial stereotypes, like, no, I guess I can't say because that would depend on your exposure to these races too. So, okay, six and a half. I will say, damn, mine's a, I would I would say a seven <laughs> and a half. And I'm gonna say a seven and a half because I feel like kind of the positive of having a community, a negative to that is we also see comfort in not pushing ourselves to do better with some of the negative stereotypes that we indulge in. So Fair. some people choose not to do better because it's easier to be like, ah, that's what they expect of me because I'm X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I won't let them take over my percentage. I support that. Stick to your guns, girl. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Next one, the validity of the stereotypes, like how much truth when it comes to gender roles or gender stereotypes, men and women. Oh, oh, I think I'm gonna go low on that one because I don't want to feed into that stereotype. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think my brain is telling me, oh, do not engage because I don't like those stereotypes. Um, I'll say a five because for me, I want a healthy balance. <laughs> but in reality, in reality, it's probably like an eight. Eight, damn, that was high. I was it gonna say a six. See, that's why I said I was gonna keep it balanced. I want to say five, but in reality, I think it really. What makes really you say that? Go to it, like masculinity versus being feminine. I think I think it goes a long way when you get to people that are actually being serious, like not on no. Well, what about? Like not even do you not think there's been changes with like more women being entrepreneurs, um, more dads wanting to stay home, or like two parent households households staying in the family? You don't see any uptick in that that would sway it from being eight. Not that I'm trying to sway. It. I do, but no, I think uh, I think when I originally thought of like the question, I thought of men being masculine and women being feminine yeah I think those that's the path that I chose to answer based off of so when it comes to gender roles in that perspective that's why I said my reality was high okay 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 interesting I get it I would say I think I already I said I, I would say a six I would say I'm starting to see a big shift in a lot of different areas where um, I mean, low key, high key, even with Nathan, Nathan has very stereotypical mindset. However, he dates me and I am not a stereotypical woman and he is learning <laughs> grudgingly <laughs> that there's going to be a balance in this motherfucker because, uh, is 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 no, it's, it's not happening all the way around here. So I've seen enough a little bit of progress that I, I I feel confident about my six, but I understand the eight because I, I also another, another insight for my answer is I went personal. Right. Uh, what, I, what I know personally, not yeah. what I see in the world in general, but I guess you did ask in general, didn't you? 
a little bit, but <laughs> I think maybe I, I chose my answer personally. Well, I mean, you did say five. five. You said huh? five. You did say five. And then you said if he was thinking in general, an eight, but maybe you're saying you're being biased when you're thinking general still. I'll say this when I, when I, <laughs> I it, girl, you're right. When I, <laughs> speak your mind. When I said five, that was me one that was where I wanted the stereotype to be I wanted it to be balanced where more women can cross over and do what's considered men roles and yeah. men cross over and do what's considered a woman's role like cleaning the kitchen cooking dinner yeah I, I wanted it to be I wanted it to be balanced um like that's where I think we should be and we should be heading that way yeah in reality but in my reality, I think it was at an eight. Got it. Let me drop another caveat, and not another caveat, but let me drop another uh, another little wrench in your story. When we think about our beautiful LGBTQ plus community, does that not change your answer though? Because there's a lot of uh, gender roles that are being that that's the entire that's the LGBT community is bending gender norms and stretching that reality, and I think to the testament of them having so many new labels and so many new ways to identify their different um, ways of identifying their sexuality and whatnot, that we we aren't as, we're not, a, maybe we're not an eight. This, right. How do you feel about that? But when I see that community, they always favor one gender over the other. In my opinion, if someone is um, gender non-binary, I believe that's the right term, so you don't, look, yeah. don't get screwed. Um, when I see people in that community, they still favor physically one gender over the other. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So yeah. that is kind of like, I can't really touch on that because I'm not, I don't want to go too far in it. But no, I still see them dressed as a man or I still see them favoring dressing as a female it's usually one way or the other. So it's still putting that, that um, stereotype masculine or feminine. No, I hear you. I hear you. And to the point of us understanding labels, because we're taught like that was, that is that nobody challenged that for so long that it's just man and woman. So of course, I think it's easy to be like, they do lean more towards masculine and feminine because those are the genders that all all people understand and relate to so that makes perfect sense and again I love my community uh when I say my community I love y'all that's so hopefully ain't nobody getting you know tickled because ain't nobody being disrespectful but I can't control y'all feelings so be great um do what it is um all right yes 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 so I do want to thank you because you know my brain be all over the place so my ideas and this whole validity of uh stereotypes just popped in my head so good job <laughs> going with the flow girl you're doing great you're doing great Thanks. last one and this one is a phrase on a scale of one to ten what do you think the validity of this phrase is once a cheater always a cheater <laughs> um I don't know, because I, I think people can change, but I'm going to say an eight. <laughs> ah. um, I think people like to test their boundaries and they'll get comfortable mm -hmm. 
if it was a rewarding, if it was a rewarding situation and you got away with it, oh, you're hundred percent going to do it again. Mm. Mm. One, yeah. it was a rewarding behavior until you did not get caught, which is also the reward of the behavior. Um, so yeah, it, you're going to keep going. You're what gonna- about you do the rewarding behavior? You cheat, you don't get, or no, you cheat, you get caught, but there's no real repercussion. Do you think that changes whether somebody is always a cheater and instead becomes a one-time cheater? Well, if there's no repercussion, why wouldn't they do it again? Why wouldn't they try it again? Because they got caught and guilt is a motherfucker. Mm, If there was no repercussion, I don't know if guilt's going to get them to bed. Mm. Okay. 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 Because again, it's uh, it's kind of rewarding because you got caught, but nothing happened. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Well, I will say, I thought I was going to say lower than you, but I low key also agree with the A for the simple fact: if you don't get caught, I you having your cake and eating too, ain't that the phrase? Like, I mean, you know what I mean. So I, I would, but you are, but you know what, I, but negates it. <laughs> However, you also said it. I do believe people can change. And I do believe that some circumstances when cheating happens, when cheating happens, it's understood. On a personal note, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was cheated on when I was 19 by my, um, a high school sweetheart. sweetheart. Now I was in college. Again, we had literally been together from ninth grade till 12th grade and almost, almost a year in college. That don't count. Um, The college? The the relationship. Y'all was high school? Y'all was kids. Bitch, first of all, put some respect on my relationship. Don't do that. Are you respecting the relationship that you got cheated on in? He disrespected the relationship, but I gotta respect it. Let, you, you know what? I mean, <laughs> is, is he listen? It was my, it was my first love. It was my first real long term, very serious, healthy relationship. But it it was high school. All that to say, it was high school. So when I went to college and he went off to the military and he cheated, I was not surprised because <laughs> the only person he had been met with was me. And the type of person he was, um, I was the best thing since sliced bread. And then he went out and saw, oh, <laughs> dang, they can throw booty at uniform. All right. You know what I'm saying? And he 18, 19, getting all this free ass. I understand. I understood. Are you going with this? That, I'm just saying, sometimes I understand why cheating happens. That's all I'm saying. And that was my, that's why. I, Never say that again. Never say you understand why cheating happens. No, that is not what we're going with. Oh my. Okay, just because I can understand don't mean I gotta approve of it. I understand. I don't approve. Okay, girl. Well, listen. We started this conversation off talking about representation, and because that was intentional, I think when I gave you this, um, when I gave you this topic, it was really with the mindset of. When you don't know something, you want to put a label on it. And usually it's a label that has negative connotations because you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so when you get called mean, a bully, antisocial, unless it, unless you know people and you know this story and you actually have 
had more than one conversation and you're not just looking at something here and some he say, she say stuff. Um, labels can be hurtful and representation, having broader experiences, uh, you know, having a diverse group of friends, a friend that speaks their mind, a friend that is a yes, yes person. Sometimes you just need to be validated. A friend that's going to be the mother or the father of the, the group and be like, nah, yeah, we got to go home by 10 o'clock. We got fine. You know, like diversify who you hang out with. And so I start with representation because it is important because it lets us know the world is bigger than what we think it is. But to what my sister said, it also um, lets you know that you can do it. You see people like you and you feel comforted and uh, you, you, you have a sense of belonging. So there are pros and cons to labels. And I think the more representation that we have of different people, different mindsets, different things, different cultures, different everything, force yourself to be uncomfortable, go to new situations, hang out with different people, listen to new music read different books. If you like one genre, go into a different genre, uh, so forth and so on. And that's kind of my soapbox on that. Priscilla, do you kind of have anything to say about that before I get into these would you rather questions? Uh, let's do it. Would you rather? You don't have any closing remarks? That's how you feel? You said you didn't ask if I had closing remarks. I did. I said, do you, you have anything else to add? To what you said. I said, yeah, do you have anything else to add about, uh, okay, do you have anything else to add, girl, about representation, labels, stereotypes, before we get into these would you rather questions? Um, I would say closing remarks. Um, representation does matter, but even if you don't see it on TV, on the internet, in the real world, become that representation. Um, don't wait. <laughs> okay, sister. <laughs> Don't wait to see someone like you or doing what you're doing. If you want to do it, do it. And whatever comes with it, take it and deal with it later. Okay. We can go as whatever stereotypes come with it, take it and deal with it because in the end you're doing or saying or seeing what you want to see, say or do. So that makes you feel empowered and good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I agree. If you don't see it, what did it say? Be the change you want to see. So be, yes. if you don't see it out there, be that representation. And like I said, people like to label things they don't know. People like to, uh, you know, say, people like to put labels on things they don't know. They like to create their own sense of security. And that is if they don't know it, they at least have to put a word to explain what they don't know and why they don't understand it or like it or feel inferior to whatever the case may be so yes agreed 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 um love it now we gonna go ahead and skedaddle on to these would you rather questions one would you rather swim in a pool full of nutella or a pool full of maple syrup <laughs> nutella <laughs> really do tell <laughs> Uh, syrup is sticky <laughs> and I feel like it would be harder to move through I don't know Ella? and I think I would enjoy an over over eating Nutella than syrup <laughs> okay okay I'm gonna go with syrup because it is sticky but at least you can move through it Nutella I feel like you gotta you gonna have to wait you just gonna have to just push through and twist and do all this extra exertion of energy 
But that's not what Sarah would be. <laughs> but I, I do agree with the, I would rather Obi eat Nutella. Nutella is, I, I actually, you make, I might need to go get some of those little Nutella things from Safeway. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Like that. I like that. Would you rather a personal chef or a personal maid? Personal chef. Yeah. Personal chef all the way. There's nothing more annoying than every night. What are we eating for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I've gotten so lazy during this pandemic that I usually go out before I eat dinner to go buy the damn ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that that was a good idea. I wanted to start doing that. That's not helpful. That's more work, you think? No, it's not helpful when you spend more money. Don't do uh, it. That makes sense. Because like the other day, I was going to the store for cheese. <laughs> needed cheese. I came back with snacks, <laughs> drinks, <laughs> and everything that I did not need. It's like running it. Told me you cannot just go for cheese. You need at least ten items, and that's what I did. <laughs> well, I hope I can go to this for Nutella and come out. Don't do it. Um. All right. Final. Would you rather? Would you rather find a rat? in your kitchen or a florida roach <laughs> in your bed <laughs> um i'm gonna say a rat in the kitchen <laughs> yeah because sleeping with a roach no thank you uh if you're asleep i might be sleeping with my mouth open i don't know what's gonna oh. happen uh, yeah no thank you i could kill the rat trap the rat throw away whatever it damaged ate and clean up after it I'll take the rat I'm a second that um mainly because a vivid memory of us growing up in Florida is being at my cousins always had a nice house um but even in a nice house we always was worried that a roach would crawl in our mouth because in Florida roaches just live with fly. You. huh they fly they fly <laughs> they, they they run the house no matter how clean you are there's a fucking roach my mom was clean we still had roaches and the motherfuckers would just lay little they little brown little eggs baby it is so that i'm also that also comes with apartment living i ain't got no roaches no i'm saying when we were in florida those roaches. no it's not apartment living it's just florida because i i'm in an apartment it's yeah, broken. but you might got, yeah, you got clean people though, but I'm coming from not saying you got roaches. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just because it's nasty. Okay, I'm right. saying we I live in an apartment with nasty people next door to us. You remember that lady next door? She had like, oh, stop. Yes. When she opened her door, you literally saw them crawling down the damn door panel. Yeah. So don't put that on my mama because I hope something in your room fall over. Anyways, girl. All right, well, Priscilla. That's the end of the episode, girl. How you feel for another another one in the books? Uh, Very ill-prepared. Okay. That's <laughs> unfortunate because again, she and this, can we just can we just take a moment? This video <laughs> would be number one. She number was one number one. you want to be number one in episodes. You want to be the first episode. And you number, you're gonna be number eleven and you so ill-prepared. You Speaking of labels, you already labeled me save the best for last. So now I got this last loser mentality. So I was just like, oof. Last, 
how does save the best for last and last loser mentality how do they even go together listen, girl? listen i'm just i'm just letting you know girl listen that's it that's all it's a wrap we <laughs> done with this episode uh Honey, I did long. If you ain't gon' be honest, then she done.